Orange Curtain, a look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. to another episode of Behind the Orange Curtain. Behind the Orange Curtain explores music that came from Orange County, California to influence the rest of the world and music that made it to Orange County, California from around the world to influence those of us who lived here during the 1980s. Oingo Boingo was an American new wave band formed by songwriter Danny Elfman in 1979. The band emerged from the surrealist musical theater troupe, The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, that Elfman had led and written material for in the years previous. Oingo Boingo were known for their high-energy concerts and experimental music, which can be described as mixing rock, ska, pop, and world music. The band's body of work spans 17 years, with various genre and lineup changes. Their best-known song includes Only a Lad, Dead Man's Party, and Weird Science. As a rock band, Oingo Boingo started as a ska and punk-influenced new wave octet, achieving significant popularity in Southern California. During the mid-1980s, the band changed lineups and adopted a more pop-oriented style until a significant genre change to alternative rock in 1994. At that point, the name was shortened to simply Boingo, and the keyboardist and the horn section were dropped. The band retired after a farewell concert on Halloween of 1995, for which they reverted back to the name Oingo Boingo and readopted the horn section. Elfman was born in Los Angeles, California, to a Jewish family of Polish and Russian descent. He is the son of Blossom Elfman, a writer and teacher, and Milton Elfman, a teacher who was in the Air Force, and a brother of Richard Elfman. Elfman was raised in a racially mixed affluent community of Baldwin Hills, California, where he spent much of his time at the local movie theater discovering sci-fi, fantasy, and horror films, and first noticed the music of such film composers as Bernard Herrmann and Franz Waxman. In his early school days, Elfman exhibited an aptitude for science with almost no interest in music and was even rejected from elementary school orchestra for having no propensity for music. This would change when he switched high schools in the late 1960s and fell in with the musical crowd who introduced him to early jazz and the work of Stravinsky and his 20th century contemporaries. After finishing high school early with plans to travel the world, Elfman followed his brother Richard to France where he performed violin with Jerome Savary's Le Grand Magic Circus, an avant-garde musical theater group. He then embarked on a 10-month self-guided tour through Africa, busking and collecting a range of West African percussion instruments until a series of illnesses forced him to return home. At this time, Richard was forming a new musical theater group in Los Angeles. 
While Elfman was never officially a student of, at CalArts, an instructor of the Indonesian Music Department encouraged him to attend classes and perform music there for two years. Now let's jump to some of the earliest recordings of the beginnings of Oingo Boingo. The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo were formed in 1972 and went to 1979. The Mystic Knights began as a street theater troupe in Los Angeles, founded by Danny's brother, Richard Elfman. The name was inspired by a fictional secret society on Amos and Andy's TV series called The Mystic Knights of the Sea. The version of the band employed as many as 15 performers at any given time, playing over 30 instruments, including some instruments built by band members. Danny Elfman joined the band in 1974 and later became its leader. The group gradually moved away from its street theater origins and transformed into a dedicated musical theater act. The group performed an eclectic repertoire ranging from Cab Calloway covers to Balinese music and Russian ballet music, and later original songs by Danny Elfman. Guitarist Steve Bartek joined in 1976 as musical co-director. Also in that year of 1976, the Mystic Knights were on The Gong Show, where a panel of judges voted, somewhat amazingly, them the winners with a score of 23 out of 30. Later in 1976, the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo released You Got Your Baby Back, a doo-wop-style novelty single about kidnapped heiress Patty Hearst. Both this track and the B-side, Ballad of the Caveman, were written and sung by Danny Elfman. Let's hear it now. You got your baby back by the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. They gave you such a hard time when they took your baby away. You heard it on the airwaves that she joined the SLA. Oh, the stories, tape recordings, just one thing seemed at their worst. Then the good Lord heard you calling, and he gave back Patty Hearst. You got your baby back, a poor girl is out of the sack. Go rock. 
Steve Bartek, the guitar player for Oingo Boingo, who I had the privilege of meeting a few months back at a birthday party at Mozambique and Laguna Beach, started his career back in high school, writing songs and playing flute with the psychedelic rock band Strawberry Alarm Clock. In 1974, he graduated from UCLA with a degree in composition. After college, he worked at the Baked Potato with Leon Gare, under the leadership of Don Randy until joining the theatrical ensemble, The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo in 1975, where he met his collaborator, Danny Elfman. Between 79 and 95, Bartek was lead guitar of Oingo Boingo, where he orchestrated the horn arrangements for the band and co-produced many of their albums. In an interview with Bartek, he states, after college, I played in a big band performing at a Holiday Inn for proms, bar mitzvahs, and the like, as many musicians do, until I was asked by the brother of a dear friend from high school to audition for a theater ensemble in which he was playing. I saw a video and immediately wanted in. The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo had just lost their guitarist who specialized in Django, so part of my audition involved showing that I knew the style. Danny Elfman, the leader of the band, had been in a Balinese ensemble at Cal Arts for a bit, and we connected on many levels. Danny was trying to whip what was an interesting street theater group into a musically tight theater ensemble, much like the Grand Magic Circus that he'd been playing with in France. I was damn happy to get involved. Not very rock and roll, but I liked it. The group came to a crisis point in the early 80s as its street theatrical nature started to be at odds with the venues offered. Danny, meanwhile, had taken a turn starting to write more songs. After a few forays into pop hybrids, his writing became more rock-oriented, and so did the Oingo Boingo personnel. We somehow transitioned from a theater troupe to a rock band, eschewing most of the theatrics, at least for a while. Steve Bartek did the horn arrangements, for Avenged Sevenfold's song A Little Piece of Heaven, as well as John Hyatt's Little Head. He has played as a studio musician with the Bangles. He has written music for Battlestar Galactica, Trauma, and The Walking Dead. He's also contributed music to both the ride, queue, and the exit of Disney's short-lived Rocket Rods attraction in 1998, including a synthesizer arrangement of Steppenwolf's Born to be Wild, and an arrangement of World of Creativity. As an orchestrator, Bartek has worked over 50 productions with Danny Elfman as of 2007, including most of Tim Burton's productions, Mission Impossible, Goodwill Hunting, Spider-Man, and Milk. In total, he has over 146 films that he has overseen the orchestration and 22 films as a composer. Now let's get back to the band. 
For some early gigs during the Reformation, the band used the shortened name, the Mystic Knights. The name Oingo Boingo was settled on in 1979, at which point their early song, I'm Afraid, appeared on the Rhino Records' Los Angeles Rock and New Wave up-and-coming compilation. The band had now coalesced as an octet, Danny Elfman on lead vocals and rhythm guitar, Steve Bartek on lead guitar, Richard Gibbs on keyboards, Carrie Hatch on bass, Johnny Vatos Hernandez on drums, and Leon Schneiderman, Sam Sluggo Phipps, and Dale Turner on horns. Various reasons were given for the restart as a rock band, notably Danny's emerging musical interests, and reducing the need for transportation and setup of multiple stage sets and props. Elfman stated, The shift was inspired by ska revival bands such as The Specials, Madness, and Selector, the new wave band XTC as well, and the energy and speed of punk. Although the band's sound was termed as new wave, Oingo Boinga's use of exotic percussion and three-piece horn section, unconventional scales and harmony, and surreal imagery was a genre-skewing combination. California Girls is a song that they performed, and it's an absolutely hilarious Oingo Boinga version of that famous Beach Boys song. It contains a crazy tempo and mixed time signatures, an absolute song of Boingo Gold. Here it is for you now, California Girls.
In that same year of 1979, the band issued a limited print, promo-only EP record. The demo EP, intended for distribution to radio stations and recording industry A&R representatives, was to help land a contract. The record caught the attention of IRS Records, who issued a slightly altered version in 1980 as the band's first public release. IRS's version of the EP replaced Forbidden Zone with a ska-inflected cover of Violent Love, originally by bluesman Willie Dixon. To date, the demo EP is the only available source of Forbidden Zone, unedited. Copies of the EP are considered very rare, with only a few members of the band and the producers still possessing copies. In an interview with Artist Magazine, Elfman says, we did a demo and marketed it, got turned down, IRS picked up the demo and released that demo is our first EP. They didn't have the money to send us back into the studio to record it. It was the beginning of 1980. They had no West Coast bands at all. We were their first. KROQ in LA started playing it. One DJ started pushing us. The requests started coming in real strong. And the only reason we got on the radio is because we got such a good response from the kids. That was the only radio station at the time that was taking requests and tallying them. The cover includes an illustration of a cat by artist Lewis Wayne, who was an English artist known for his drawings, which consistently featured large-eyed cats and kittens. In his later years, he may have suffered from schizophrenia, although this claim is disputed among specialists, which according to some psychiatrists can be seen in his works. In an interview in 1994 from Danny Elfman, he says, Only a lad. We kind of dropped that in the repertory, and now I'm enjoying it again. Sometimes you just get sick of a song and you don't want to play it, so it drops for a while, and I wait to see if it finds its way back. You know, there are other songs at the moment that we're not playing, and I know I will make some people really pissed off, but the problem is, when you have a big repertoire, it's like, no matter what you do play or don't play, you're going to piss somebody off, so it's best not to worry about it. Here's the original version of Only a Lad from that 10-inch EP. Everybody could 
on the block She had her radio to Johnny wanted oh so bad And so he took her to the chance he had And then he shot her in the leg But this is what she said Only a lad You really can't blame him Only a lad Society made him Only a lad He's out of responsibility Oh, 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 oh Only a lad He really couldn't help it Only a lad He didn't want to do it Only a lad He's underprivileged and abused Perhaps a little bit confused next song, one of my favorites, actually a cover song, Violent Love. It was originally written by William James Dixon, who was an American blues musician, vocalist, songwriter, arranger, and record producer. Born July 1st, 1915, died January 29th, 1992. He was proficient in playing both upright bass and the guitar, and sang with a distinctive voice. But he is perhaps known as one of the most prolific songwriters of his time. Next to Muddy Waters, Dixon is recognized as the most influential person in shaping the post-World War II sound of the Chicago blues. Here is Oingo Boingo's version of Violent Love as they pay homage to the late, great Willie James Dixon. Baby, you look so good. Honey, I know you love. Believe me, don't go away. Oh, daddy, 
This next song is an ironic look at running through the mind of an upper-class citizen in the first person, just showing where their morals and priorities lie. It's also featured in a movie that released in 1981 called Erg, A Music War. Erg, A Music War is a 1982 British film featuring performances by punk rock, new wave, and post-punk acts, filmed in 1980. Among the artists featured in the film are Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, Magazine, The Go-Go's, Toya Wilcox, The Flesh Tones, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, X, XTC, Devo, The Cramps, Oingo Boingo, Dead Kennedys, Gary Newman, Walla Voodoo, Steel Pulse, The Surf Punks, 999, The Alley Cats, UB40, Echo and the Bunnymen, and the list goes on. These are many of the most popular groups on the new wave scene. In keeping with the spirit of the scene, the film also features several less famous acts and one completely obscure group called Invisible Sex in what appears to be their only public performance. The film both starts and ends with performances by the police in small venues. Let's listen to Ain't This the Life by Oingo Boingo. Baby, baby, baby. 
1981, the song, Only a Lad, was subsequently re-recorded and issued as the title track of their first long-playing album, Only a Lad. In an interview with Danny Elfman, he says, Well, A&M was getting involved with us while we were on IRS's label. We were working with Miles Copeland at the time, who works with Mike Ormley, who is our manager. And Miles came to us and said, we only had a one record deal and said, you could do it on IRS, but we don't have as much money to give you guys as we'd like. We'd like you to go with A&M. How much money do you want? We said, oh, a million dollars. He said, how much money do you need? We figured out how much money we needed. And the next day, we had a record deal with A&M. When discussing the album's themes, Elfman commented that the intention was to be angry and keep a sense of humor at the same time, explaining the songs themselves may not be delivered real seriously, but there is a point in which I tend not to be taken lightly, and that people should not be forced to believe any social or political agenda. In 2014, Elfman reflected that the album was basically making fun of everybody and didn't see anybody as being protected. He elaborated, To me, all organized political groups have a sense of absurdity to them. It's open to be mocked. If anything, I consider myself part of nothing, and any organized group was fair game to mockery, from my vantage point. The most explicitly political track is a track called Capitalism. It takes aim at the middle-class socialist brat, protesters who whine about the revolution with themselves appearing to live in comfort. Similarly, Perfect System is a look at left utopia where society is manipulated to achieve happiness through uniformity and continuity. A number of early songs were recorded for the album but ultimately went unreleased, including Teenage Monster, I've Got to Be Entertained, and Cinderella Undercover. On the cover of the album, the drawing of a cat by Lewis Wayne, which previously appeared on the EP, is visible on the shirt of the Boy Scout. The cover is a parody of the Boy Scouts of America, the 1960 official handbook cover illustrated by Norman Rockwell. The music video for the opening track of this next song features Elfman dancing inside a surreal empty suburban house joined by dwarves and teenage girls. The band members are later seen staring complacently in shop windows and drinking tea while Elfman's character walks down a street with an apparently underage girl. The video was allegedly banned in Canada. Elfman claimed that many of the songs were inspired by newspaper articles that he had read at the time they were written. They were in-your-face fascist jabs. Little girls courted controversy for its theme of underage relationships. The video for the song was directed by his brother, Richard Elfman. What made me write it? At that point, I was just grabbing onto things that popped in my head and taking characters and singing from their point of view. So whether it be a right-wing guy talking about capitalism or the feisty little girl or quasi-molester, these were just things that I thought were funny or interesting, and I would just kind of jump into their skin. Often things I wrote were motivated by nothing but the newspaper. I'd read an article and be thinking about something and write a song from that perspective, so it didn't necessarily reflect me, but it was just fun and I knew it was irreverent. I was out to offend everybody when I started out, 
Any subject matter I could find that would be offensive, I was embracing. So, this is just one of them. Little Girls by Oingo Boingo. The album Only a Lad was highly praised upon release, though its success was limited to the band's Southern California region. 
With the backing of Los Angeles radio station K-Rock, it established Oingo Boingo as a permanent fixture on the regional music scene. Elfman said, We were already known for exploiting negative press coverage. The song Imposter was a response to a couple of assholes at the LA Times. Only a lad was criticized as having catchy vocals and spoiled over arrangements at the time of its release. Danny Elfman would later reflect in another 2006 article that he loved bad reviews. Something's gotta fuel us. Our next track is On the Outside. I'm on the 
The last two tracks we're going to play from the Only a Lad LP is What You See and Controller. Both great songs with a lot of memories. Here they are now.
1982, Oingo Boingo would release their second LP, Nothing to Fear. Nothing to Fear possesses a more hard-edged sound than the band's previous release. Featuring louder electric guitar and percussion, an increase in more varied use of synthesizers, and the introduction of sequencers on some tracks. The songs also feature an unorthodox range of instruments, some of which were designed and built specifically by the band. Despite continuous condemnation from critics, Nothing to Fear received high regional sales and radio airplay at the time of its release, selling 125,000 copies in its original run. Elfman often used that negative critic's band advantage through publicity, stating, The music critics like the inspirationalists and the contrived. If we start getting praise from this clique of six or eight reviewers, we'll probably have to evaluate where we went astray. Following the album's release, the band went on to a successful tour opening for bands such as The Police and Fear. The song Wild Sex in the Working Class was later featured in John Hughes' film Sixteen Candles. In the Merv Griffin show in 1982, they played Grey Matter and Private Life, including an interview with a very hyped Danny in between the two songs. Here for you now is Grey Matter.
In the initial vinyl pressings of the album Nothing to Fear, there was a different mix of the song Private Life, which featured more prominent bass guitar and xylophone. The single version, which was subsequently used on all re-releases of the album, is 27 seconds shorter than the initial album mix, truncating the transition into the chorus, among other alterations. The song's release was accompanied by a music video also directed by Danny's brother. Here is Private Life. for the final song I'm going to play from this LP. It's a song called Nothing to Fear. Mm-hmm. 
1983, Oingo Boingo would release their third studio album, which was produced by Robert Margoleff, and was the band's last album to be released on the A&M Records label. The record continues the unorthodox arrangements that the band had become known for while moving to a softer direction than their previous work. Good for Your Soul featured an increased diversity in songwriting and instrumentation from previous Oingo Boingo records. The songs fill the void and Nothing Bad Ever Happens, showcase the band's African and ska influences, as well as Elfman's change to a softer vocal style. The album's subject matter is also poetically darker than the previous releases, such as themes on the supernatural in Dead or Alive and the warped ballad Pictures of You. Also in 1983, Oingo Boingo would play the Us Festival. There are two versions that can be seen today. There's a live version featuring the entire show that Boingo played, and the full track list is Cry of Vatos, Dead or Alive, Ain't This the Life, Who Do You Want to Be, No Spill Blood, Private Life, Gray Matter, Insects, Wild Sex, Nothing to Fear, Violent Love, Sweat, Capitalism, On the Outside, and Goodbye, Goodbye. And this next track was played at that festival and also is a track on the 1983 album, Good For Your Soul. Here is Who Do You Wanna Be?
The lyrics to this next song were inspired by the H.G. Wells book, The Island of Dr. Moreau, which is about a mad scientist on a remote island who conducts horrific experiments on animals, turning them into man-like creatures. Devo's Jocko Homo was also inspired by Dr. Moreau. But here is Oingo Boingo's song, No Spill Blood.
another interview with Elfman, the question is asked, Now I'm hearing on the radio quite a bit, especially that single, Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Me. Is that an expression of your feelings, or the feelings as you see them, of others? Danny responds with, I'm stressing a point, which is, if something happens in the neighborhood down the way, it could happen next door. If it could happen next door, it's the same as happening right in your living room. It's kind of a universal suburban sickness. A lot of people tend not to be affected by anything until it happens to them. The music video accompanying Nothing Bad Ever Happens depicts the bands performing on Paradise Island. Elfman appears watching TV, unaware that his house is being robbed behind him, referencing the lyrics of the first verse. He finishes taking a bath before the tub catches fire and catches sight of guitarist Steve Bartek being carried down the street by a lynch mob, but decides to ignore. The video ends with Elfman serving the singing severed heads of the band's horn section to three upper-class diners, who at first appear shocked, but proceed to eat regardless. The Paradise Island from the start of the video then appears to get hit by a nuclear bomb while the band continues playing. Elfman said of the song in the 1986 interview, it's about somebody who chooses to ignore a neighbor's problems and doesn't get involved. But actually, it's about really getting involved. We can't live like ostriches. Here is Nothing Bad Ever Happens to Me. I don't even know I've heard about the Joneses by my mind 
1984, Danny Elfman would release an album called Solo. It is generally considered to be the fourth album by Elfman's band, Oingo Boingo. The album marked the first release with MCA Records after leaving A&M. Solo features notably more electronic production than previous albums released by Oingo, but retains the prominence of Steve Bartek's electric guitar. The album was produced during a hiatus from Oingo Boingo following the departure of bassist Carrie Hatch and keyboardist Richard Gibbs. Hatch and Gibbs departed to form a short-lived band, Zuma 2, and Oingo Boingo went on temporary hiatus, although this was not known publicly at the time. Elfman later claimed the two departing members had lost their spirit, but stated, I could never blame anybody for losing the spirit. It's hard being an eight-piece ensemble doing what, at the time, was non-commercial music. During this time of uncertainty, Elfman created Solo to explore different songwriting styles to what the band had been known for, describing it as a chance to experiment with slower tempos. Elfman concluded that Solo was much more laid back than any Oingo Boingo album, and added, it was fun to do some ballads and try to snap out of the image that a lot of people have just put me into writing really fast tunes. Despite rumors of the band breaking up, Elfman stated in 1985 that Solo was not made out of frustration and that he was more committed to the group than ever before. Conversely, in 1987, an article published in BAM magazine, Elfman says that Oingo Boingo had in fact considered disbanding in 1984. Sources also claim that the album was released under Elfman's name to circumvent a dispute with the band's record label having recently moved from A&M to MCA Records. Oingo Boingo's remaining members returned as session musicians and all are featured on the record, with Flea of the then recently formed Red Hot Chili Peppers providing additional bass guitar. The track Lightning had been recorded in 1983 for Good For Your Soul while Hatch and Gibbs were still in the band, hence they are also credited on the album. Here's the one track from the solo album that I'm going to play this evening called Gratitude. Yeah. 
commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, Oingo Boingo playing This Bud's For You from a commercial that aired in 1984. This Bud's For You There's no one else who does it quite the way you And now back to the show. In 1985, Dead Man's Party would be the fifth album by Oingo Boingo. The album features a different musical style than the band's previous releases, with a more pop-friendly production and dance arrangements. Elfman stated that he wrote the album's lead single, Weird Science, spontaneously in his car after receiving a call from director John Hughes about composing a song for his upcoming film with the same name. The song went on to become the band's most commercially successful single, which Elfman later regretted. He believed it just didn't feel like it was really a part of the band's repertoire. Just Another Day might be their darkest song to date that also happens to be tracked by one of their best arrangements, music-wise. It's a tricky song, since the music is so upbeat and catchy, but the lyrics are almost downright depressing. It imagines being alone when everyone else burns from the end of the world. While dreaming of life underground, it's a sad song that conjures up some intense feelings when you actually stop and hone in on the lyrics. Songs like this are a staple in the band's discography and Elfman's lyric writing. Here is Just Another Day. 
This next song was released as a 12-inch single in conjunction with another song from the album, Stay. With the cover art touting, it is the single's A-side, while the catalog number and some discographies consider it the single's B-side. An edited version of Dead Man's Party was featured in a prominent music video that was issued in 1986 as the B-side of the 7-inch single, Just Another Day, also called from the Dead Man's Party album. The lyric, I hear the chauffeur coming to my door, says there's room for maybe just one more, is a reference to The Bus Conductor, a short story by E.F. Benson about a hearse driver, first published in the Pall Mall magazine in 1906. The story has been adapted several times and spawned an urban legend, and each version using the catchphrase, room for one more. The song is about attending a funeral and being buried. The lyrics make a few clever references from the opening line of all dressed up and nowhere to go, walking with a dead man over my shoulder. Later, Danny Elfman sings, got my best suit and my tie, shiny silver dollar in either eye, I hear the chauffeur coming to the door, says there's room for just one more. Being dressed in his best suit refers to the tradition of dressing a dead man in their finest clothes. The silver dollars were once used to weight the eyelids closed, and the dead would pay the ferryman across the river Styx in Greek mythology. The song has made many appearances in popular culture. It is perhaps best known for its appearance in the 1986 film Back to School, where the band actually performs at the college party. It has also been used in Chuck, Malcolm in the Middle, Supergirl, Ready Player One, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Witcher Three, Wild Hunt, Hearts of Stone. Danny Elfman performed the song in the final encore of his Nightmare Before Christmas concerts at the Hollywood Bowl in 2015 and 2016, alongside his former Oingo Boingo guitarist and arranger, Steve Bartek. Here is Dead Man's Party.
This next song we talked about as being the A-side of a 12-inch single. The song is prominently featured in the movie Donnie Darko, the director's cut during the party scene with Donnie and Gretchen. Here is Stay.
1987, Boingo Boingo released an album called Boingo, apparently dropping the name Boingo. This first song we're going to play off the album is called Elevator Man, and it featured a video when seeing them live of Satan taking people down in the elevator. Here is Elevator Man. Going up and going down Taking intermission while the bird is in the air 
the empty sky Searching for the big surprise Who's gonna ride with the elevator man? Who's going down? Who's going down? Who's going This Boingo album was the third album to be self-produced by Danny Elfman and Steve Bartek. The tracks We Close Our Eyes, Not My Slave, and Pain were released as singles. A number of other songs were recorded for the album, but cut, including Remember My Name, Find You, Inside, and Mama. An earlier song, Cinderella Undercover, first written for only a lad six years earlier, was also recorded but cut from the release. Mama did see a limited release on a 7-inch vinyl box set of Boingo, included as the album's final track. New recordings of both Cinderella Undercover and Mama are subsequently featured on the live and studio album Boingo Alive in 1988. The track We Close Our Eyes appears in the final scene of the final episode of Psych, The Breakup, and continues through the closing credits. Here is We Close Our Eyes.
last track I'm going to play from the Boingo album is Not My Slave. And when you hear it, you can't help but get up and dance.
The last album we're going to cover this evening is Boingo Alive. It's a double live album released in 1988. During the recordings, the band performed live in a studio with no audience. Hence, it is not a traditional live album. It was released to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the band's inception. From the song selection, it spans from the group's entire discography, as well as including several previously unreleased pieces like this song, Winning Side, which peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart in November of 1988.
Another song from the Boingo Alive album was the song Goodbye Goodbye. It's a fast-paced tongue twister of a tune that first showed up on the soundtrack to Fast Times at Ridgemont High in 1982, but wasn't written specifically for the film as it appears to be part of the early Mystic Nights of the Oingo Boingo set. Oingo Boingo would go on to end a number of their shows with the song, including their Boingo Alive album. Oddly, the song was conspicuously absent from both the video and the audio versions of the 1995's Farewell live from Universal Amphitheater album, though some reviews state that the song did appear in the actual show. In an interview with Steve Bartek, he says, In the mid-80s, Danny sought an opportunity to write music for film, both of us having enjoyed a taste of it when we wrote for his brother Richard Elfman's film, The Forbidden Zone. The opportunity came in a much bigger way than expected with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Danny dragged me in as an arranger. Since the movie became a hit, the opportunity to learn was earned and became apparent, and I have been his orchestrator ever since. During this time, Oingo Boingo slowly became ignored by radio stations, and it became harder to play live except for California and a few other places. Danny decided to end it in 1995 with a farewell concert and video. Good fun to say goodbye.
Tonight's show was purely focused on Oingo Boingo and their forever engraved contribution to music and movies in the 80s, Halloween concerts in Southern California, and especially Orange County. And now it's time for Crandall's Crucial Cut. This week's Crucial Cut will lead us into next week's topic. As we leave the month of October and head into November, we'll string the theme of thanksgiving and thankfulness into our shows. This idea came from my beautiful wife, Kristen, as we have two sets of twins that are currently in a band called After the Millennials, who just released a single called Make Believe on all streaming music platforms. Sorry for the shameless plug, kids. Next week, the episode will be focused on 80s bands with siblings in them. So join me as we pull back the orange curtain and look at the bands who are partially made up of brothers and sisters. To close us out this evening is a Scottish rock duo formed in 1983 by twin brothers, Craig and Charlie Reed. Both were born, oddly enough, March 5th, 1962. The song was written, performed, and first released as the lead single from their 1988 album, Sunshine on Laith. The song reached number 11 in the UK singles chart on its initial release and has since become their most popular song worldwide. In 1993, following its appearance in the American film Benny and June, the song was released in North America and many other countries around the world. It reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States in August of 1993, as well as number eight on the Billboard Modern Rock chart and number 25 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. It also reached number four in Canada, for those Canadians listening to the show. To close us out this evening is the band The Proclaimers, and the song is I'm Gonna Be, or more affectionately known, 500 Miles. And so until next time, so long and farewell. When I wake up I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you When I go out Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you If I get drunk Well, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you And if I haver Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's havering to you But I would walk 500 I'm gonna
Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time.